इंडो अमेरिकन न्यूज रेडियो इंडिया न्यूज यूएस न्यूज वर्ल्ड न्यूज मूवी रिव्यूज एंड लोकल कम्युनिटी राउंड अप एवरी सैटरडे फोर टू सिक्स पी एम ऑन मसाला नाइनटी एट पॉइंट Hello everybody this is Indo American News Radio and we are right here outside of 59 59 is blocked from highway 6 all the way to clear Sugar Creek Boulevard for some reason exit. Say what Even this exit you know when I took the Right highway 6 to Sugar Creek yeah 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 Okay I didn't come on highway 6 I just took the exit from 59 Well, hello, 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 hello out there. It would be nice if I turned your mic on. <laughs> It's a conspiracy. It's always a conspiracy with Jawahar. Conspiracy. And I think our our listeners already know that. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, the thing is, we're all always a conspiracy uh, against me. Yeah. After some time, we're all back together again in the studio. I know. It's been a while, hasn't it? Yes. I love to hate you. You know. <laughs> I mean, you know. That's that's. He is mutual. You know <laughs> that, right, Jawahar? <laughs> <laughs> What can I say? Well, it's good to be back with everyone. We uh, we saw the light. We saw the Diwali light somewhere around here. Oh, <laughs> oh because I'm sparkling. Yeah, it's spark- right. sparkling. Sparkling woman. Thank you. Sparkling thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Well, well, I hope you all didn't miss me too much. Uh well, <laughs> we missed you. <laughs> <laughs> it was a relief, Promoses let's say. It was a relief. Diplomatic. <laughs> It was like we missed you and let's leave it at that. <laughs> it was a relief not having Very you here. Very good program right? Jyoti. Excellent selection of songs. Loved it. Loved it. Because there was such a rare collection that you don't normally hear, you know. Variety yes, yes. Several different languages. Right. Tha, right. Canada tha, Gujarati, Karnatic bhi tha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very very yeah. good. Thoda Punjabi nahi si. Aye. Next time. Oh, oh. Okay, okay. <laughs> I know there's a we'll conspiracy. Next time, there's, there's a, always a next time. You know? There's a conspiracy there too. Oh. Ah. <laughs> I see. I see. There's a lot no, of Bengali Jyoti people. Will, Jyoti will remember next time to play a Bengali song and a Punjabi song. How about that? There, <laughs> okay. Actually, uh, yeah, I do mix a lot of different songs. So, yeah. Uh, I Punjabi, बहुत चलता है. So I every didn't play movie this has time. a Punjabi yeah, song. Exactly. Yeah. So that's why I put some different songs. But Bengaliyo ko mat bolo. No, no. Well, how can I say? The first song was opening oh, was I Durga song. I missed the very first ah, part. See, look. Ah, sorry. Jai Jai Bhawani Durga. Ah, okay, okay, okay. Sajan Mishra ka, but uh, but Durga is Bhawani. I mean, yeah. Well, happy the Diwali. Yeah. Happy Diwali. Happy yes. Diwali to hey, everyone. So, yeah, Diwali is just like one day away, two days away, and uh, so everyone's having these fantastic functions. Masala Radio has been very kind to us. They provided us nice big Diwali boxes. The, We have a Diwali party today. Kya baat hai? This is uh, this is some deodorant and stuff for all of us, right? To use. <laughs> you needed the most. <laughs> you asked for it. Sorry. <laughs> See what I said? Love to hate me. <laughs> um okay so we're we're getting ready for all that stuff and and tonight at the Bops uh, Swami Narayan Temple they're doing a fantastic event uh for the, instead of fireworks they actually have a drone multiple oh, drone really? display ah. it's going to pr- uh, uh, the the drone's going to fly up and and paint pictures of uh wow. Pramukh Pramukh Swami ji 
and other things among other things so oh, in the sky in the sky you yeah. see it from a distance too you don't have to go like very close but they'll it. still have uh, colorful lighting on the building oh yeah right? yeah, yeah that yeah. is already there right and yeah. then they have the program and so on and uh, then of course this year in starting next month is pramukh swami ji's centennial birthday celebration oh, so wow. that's going to be a huge then there's another th- event going on in the town center today Yes. Uh the Mahesh's, Mahesh's kitchen, kitchen is doing that. I uh, was there. Diwali Dandia, right? I about uh, yeah, I was there earlier today. And did you Dandia away? Nahi nahi, main to 11 baje gayi thi udhar to tab kuch nahi ho rahi thi. Ah. But yeah, yeah. tonight they are going to have it. I see. And uh, there's a There's also Kali Puja at Durgawadi and they have a, you know, entertainment program or drama and all after that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. a lot of events going on all over yeah well it's nice it's nice that everyone's getting to the in the, the swing mood, of the in the mood including our uh, illustrious um, us post office post office decided that they're going to raise the price of stamps from 58 cents to six, 63 cents just in time for really? diwali right i, I don't you know, at send one any mail anymore so i didn't even know what the price or the cost of a stamp yeah. was yeah well because it's so rarely used the, uh, yeah. they have to make it up in uh, the price well i know but you you know that we as a paper we use it because we're mailing stuff out starting january 22nd it's going to go up from 58 cents to 63 cents and so folks if our prices at the newspaper go up you know why <laughs> jawar you need to start mailing a paper to me ooh ah, that's a ho- right horrible horrible thought <laughs> one other thing is uh, the the uh, irs is giving us a break starting next year unless promote you've already co- covering this but uh, starting next year yeah. Uh, yeah, go ahead. The standard deduction is going to go up from um, to twenty-seven thousand seven hundred dollars. Well, it's up eighteen hundred dollars from the tax year twenty twenty-two, and then there is um, for individuals will increase at thirteen eight fifty. So essentially, uh, you will be able to shield more of your money from taxation for the the four hundred one k and the IRS uh, I mean IRA deductions and so yeah, on and so forth. Yeah, I guess it's an inflation uh, adjusted maybe. Inflation and is also um, New York State is going to declare uh, Diwali a holiday, public holiday for schools starting New next year. New York yeah. City. 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 Okay, yeah. not the state. Not okay. the state. The, the and then I thought we had a Diwali postage stamp also over here. Yes, actually they came out last year. Right. Yeah, right. yeah, I have some. Okay. Yeah, and then uh, so with that, let's go ahead and do the lineup. Oh, if I'm ready, I'm not ready. <laughs> you're you opening up your box over there. Yes, I'm too curious to see what I got in my Diwali box mm-hmm. from Masala Radio. Some deodorant, I told you. No, it's a <laughs> lot of different varieties of good tea which I will enjoy. So I'm looking forward to it. And are you enjoying looking for the lineup? <laughs> yes, actually, I have pulled it up. Uh huh. All right folks so today as you know you already heard uh, Jyoti on classically yours with Jyoti and it was her Diwali celebration so she played a lot of songs based on Rag Durga and it was a very good show so today is October 22nd and you're listening to Indo American News Radio we are available on the masalaradio.com website or the app and you're listening to 98.7 By Monday you can hear the recorded show on podcast which is uploaded on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Radio Public and Breaker. 
please do subscribe to our free podcast channel to be notified of new updates then just click to listen october is domestic violence awareness month and the harris county da's office is holding panel discussions and other events to bring attention to the issue which results in many needless injuries and deaths each year Lija Thomas is the assistant director of family violence services at the DA's office and she will be joining us today at 4:20 p.m. to share more about this terrible problem and what could be done to stem it. Much of the history of India has been written from the perspective of the last two empires that ruled a fragmented subcontinent, the Mughals and the British. Many of the heroic tales of kingdoms that sought their own independence and held back attacks from marauding forces has been lost. After his retirement, Kiran Ketkar has sought to correct this and narrate true facts of Maratha history. He will be joining us today at 5 p.m. in the studio today to tell us about his book Swarajya and um, Samrajya. At 5:20 p.m., we will be joined. uh by uh designer megha rao this diwali season several mcdonald's locations in the dallas northern virginia and the chicago areas have decided to offer a unique drive through experience in addition mcdonald's has developed a digital profile for diwali they turned to new york city designer megha rao to develop rangoli designs for this campaign Megha will be joining us by phone at 5:20 to explain more about the first of a kind campaign. Wow, I'm really looking forward to that. Also stay tuned in for news roundup, views, sports and movie reviews. To be featured on our show or to advertise, please contact us at 713-789-6397 or at indoamericannews@yahoo.com. And here's Pramod with his excellent news roundup. Thank you Sanjali. live from indo american news radio this is pramod kulkarni with the latest news from houston the united states india and around the world on monday early voting begins for the highly contested midterm elections with election day on november 8 one of the hot button topics is illegal immigration at the southern border this may be a situation of acting too little and too late but the us bound migration from venezuela has plummeted in the first week of a new biden administration policy to expel the migrants to mexico without an opportunity to seek asylum biden administration officials said about 150 venezuelans were crossing the border from mexico daily down from about 1200 before the policy was announced on october 12th political celebrities are flying into texas to help out their respective parties this weekend jane fonda is knocking on people's doors with harris county judge lena hidalgo meanwhile former president trump is holding a rally in south texas to get republicans to the polls lieutenant governor dan patrick and attorney general ken paxton will be attending the rally but governor greg abbott has chosen not to attend As is typical of Trump, he still has to pay the city of El Paso nearly $500,000 for a rally he held in 2019. Abbott's shift to the center is perhaps helping him to take a lead in the latest UT Austin poll against the Democratic challenger Beto O'Rourke. According to the poll results released on Friday, 
Abbott is leading O'Rourke by 11 per percentage points among likely voters, 54 to 43. Meanwhile, political shifts are underway in Europe. Georgia Meloni was sworn in as it Italy's prime minister earlier today. Meloni's party has new fascist roots, but she has sought to project a more moderate image during, during the election campaign, dropping previous anti-EU rhetoric. In the United Kingdom, Liz Truss resigned as prime minister earlier this week after the financial markets tumbled in the wake of her efforts to cut taxes despite rampant inflation. Rishi Sunak has already qualified for the ballot after securing the support of 100 Conservative Party members. Also contesting is Penny Mordaunt, a former junior minister under the former Prime Minister Boris Johnson. Even Johnson has tossed his hat in the ring and has the support of Preeti Patel, the former Home Minister. If you've forgotten about the COVID pandemic, think again. Dr. Ashish Jha, the White House COVID response coordinator, has warned of a triple threat this winter due to the coronavirus, influenza, and RSV, a respiratory virus. Dr. Jha has urged Americans to take both the flu vaccine and the COVID booster shot. In sports news, the Houston Astros have just started their game against the New York Yankees in the Bronx in the third game of the series. In an opening match of the T20 World Cup in Australia, India will face Pakistan at 3 a.m. our time. Earlier today, New Zealand devastated Australia with an 89-run victory. Tomorrow at 3 p.m., the Houston Texans will take on the Las Vegas Raiders. Finally this afternoon, Diwali celebrations have entered the political landscape in the United States. Vice President Kamala Harris had a Diwali party yesterday, as did former President Trump at Mar-a-Lago. President Joe Biden will celebrate Diwali at the White House on Monday. That's all the news for this afternoon. More discussions, views, and music as we continue with the Indo-American News talk show. You know, I didn't get my Diwali invitation to Kamala Harris's. You know, I know. I, mean, I didn't get one for Trump. <laughs> oh, for Trump? Yeah, he had a Diwali celebration too. But I thought you were not a Trumpster. No, I'm not, but I'm part of the news media. <laughs> <laughs> he probably hates the news people more than the Democrats. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. Um, but uh, the uh, one thing that uh, everyone should be aware of, election season is on, on us, as Pramod mentioned. It starts, early voting starts Monday, which yes. is Diwali Day. And uh, so one of the, the, the things that's on the ballot, it's way down on the bottom of the ballot, so you'll very easily miss it if, you, if you're not careful. In Harris County, there are, uh, there are um, uh, what you call it, uh, bonds that are being asked, uh, voters are uh, supposed to, uh, to approve them. Nine, uh, it's $1.2 billion. 900 million for roads, 200 million for parks and trails, and 100 million for public safety. That's a good thing, isn't it? It is a good thing. We, we need all that. But get this, the two Republicans on the, the commissioner's court, uh, Jack Cagle and Tom Ramsey, both of whom have been in, on court forever and really need to be booted out. Uh, part of the reason why is that they're, they're very, uh, they're, 
the, the, the mindsets are all very awkward. And In fact, they stayed away for three consecutive uh, meetings right. so that the budget wouldn't pass. And because they objected to uh, not having more police funded. That may be one thing, but all these other things are something that need to be funded. And they object to this because they're saying that the Democrats are using this as a lever to get more voter turnout. I mean, if that's a good thing, and they're both, uh, Kegel and Ramsey are both up for election, so why should they be afraid that there's more voter turnout? Yeah, and you know, if you go to any Harris County Park, you'll see the commissioner's name prominently displayed. Correct, correct. So they want to take credit, but without uh, supporting these uh, right. programs. The, they are uh, the the fascist equivalent of our other trifecta here, the Abbott, Patrick, <laughs> and Paxton uh, trifecta. And I'm hoping that all three of those get booted out. But anyway, that's something that you guys should know. Uh, by the way, a, a listener just called in and said, you know the reason why the postage prices have gone up? Why? He said that's because the, uh, the Postal Service ordered 100,000 electric vehicles. Ah. And uh, so in a way, that would help because they would cut down on gas that they use and so on. Yeah, and, and reduces the pollution, but the costs go up. And, but he said, he had a good point. He said, if you buy forever stamps, you should buy like 20,000 forever stamps. <laughs> Then for the rest of your life. <laughs> right, because then the, 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 the rate is stuck where it is. Anyway, folks, this is Indo-American News Radio, and we are uh, going to be going to a commercial break. And after that, we'll have our first guest who hasn't called in. It makes me a little nervous. Uh, and uh, so don't go she away. Is, we'll, oh, she's on hold. Oh, she's on hold, and you didn't <clears throat> tell me. Oh, okay, we'll be right, right back, folks. Don't go away. World news. Movie reviews. And local community roundup. Every Saturday. 4 to 6 p.m. On Masala 98.7 FM. Hi, I'm Jawahar. I'm Sanchali. And I'm Pramon. Indo American News Radio. For eight years, Sankran Thai Kitchen has been the chic dining spot that serves authentic Thai food that is traditional, spicy, and creatively modern. Come taste our signature dishes like heavenly meat, crispy red snapper, Thai ceviche, Phuket prawns, Bangkok baby back ribs, desserts like jackfruit creme brulee, and cocktails like Naga Fireball. Voted best overall, best Thai, best patio, and best pet friendly by the Houston Chronicle. Sankran Thai Kitchen in Upper Uptown Park, close to River Oaks, Memorial and Post Oak. For reservations, 713-993-9096. Willie, Nanayakara and Associates, our hometown full-service immigration law firm for over three decades. Mr. George Willie unfailingly engages us in stimulating discussions about various topics, political, social or current headlines every Thursday. My family thoroughly enjoys listening to his informed yet impartial views with his very own patented sense of humor and wit. George Willie, Immigration Attorney, live every Thursday at 9.30 a.m. on Masala Radio, 98.7 FM. Indo-American News Radio. India News. U.S. News. World News. Movie Reviews. And Local Community Roundup. Every Saturday. 4 to 6 p.m. On Masala 98.7 FM. Hi, I'm Jawahar. I'm Sanchali. And I'm Pramod. Indo-American News Radio. Uh, to have... Uh, 
Lija Thomas on the line with us. Lija uh, Thomas is the Assistant Director of Family Violence Services at the Harris County DA's Office, Domestic Violence Divi Division. She's a licensed clinical social worker and has worked at the Harris County District Attorney's Office with survivors of domestic violence for the past 17 years. She has extensive experience helping survivors of domestic violence navigate the complicated and traumatic experience of domestic violence with the hope of providing empowerment and peace to survivors. She has also helped develop and implement the Cultural Outreach Program in 2018, which expands the District Attorney's Office Protective Order and Safety Services into the community. Welcome to our program, Alija. We're glad to have you with us. Can you Hi, hear us? Yes, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Great. Hey, Lisa, tell me something. Uh, in your bio that you sent, it says LCSW-S. And I looked that up. That means, I mean, it's a 40-hour continuing education training course designed to meet the standards of the Texas State Board of Social Workers. Is work it licensed certified examiners. social worker? Is that what that stands for? Yes. It's licensed Clinical social, clinical social worker. Clinical social worker, okay. Okay, okay, okay. So what's the difference between a clinical social worker and a regular <laughs> social worker? Yeah, so um, a licensed master social worker has a, a graduate degree, mm -hmm. and a licensed clinical social worker has a graduate degree, um, some additional, additional experience, and has also sat for an additional board exam. Ah. Um, once their clinical license, you're able to do private practice, therapy, um, you can diagnose, things of that nature. So it's a little bit more of a um, expertise. Oh, I see. That's, that's really... That's good to know. Yeah, really. Uh, so uh, we've heard a lot of... I mean, d October is domestic violence. Is your, uh, just a curiosity uh, question. Is your background in nursing, Lija? It is not. My it's background, not. Okay. my undergraduate degree is in communication disorders. Okay, okay, okay. So as I was saying, mm -hmm. October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month, and I know that uh, the DA's office is having several events uh, throughout the month. In fact, there's a event on uh, Tuesday, I believe, right? A Tuesday or Wednesday? Yes. It's actually on Tuesday, the 25th, mm -hmm. at Mecca Theater. Um, it's going to be a very informative and beneficial event for the whole community. Which theater? It's called the Domestic... I'm sorry? Which theater is this? It's going to be at Mecca, M-E-C-A Theater. It's located at three 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 South Jensen Drive in Houston, seven seven zero zero three. I see. Okay. Okay. And uh, so it, it, it's going to be a panel discussion with survivors of domestic violence. Is that right? Absolutely. It's a victim-centered panel where survivors of intimate partner violence are able to share their experience and how the resources in the community were able to help them and, you know, areas where we can improve. Yeah, I see. Okay. So, uh, violence is, you know, gradually rising all over the country since COVID. Is this true? Um, you know, I can't speak to all areas of the, of the country, but in Harris County, from what law enforcement reports, there's definitely been an increase. Um, the Texas Council of Family Violence also reported that between 2019 and 2021, Texas saw an increase in family violence incidents mm -hmm. um, that involved victims that were at the scene or that involved firearms. And since the pandemic, there has been increased uh, risk of violence for survivors, 
because of the isolation and increased stressors that were in the house at that time. Mm. Oh, wow. So before we continue, can you explain what the law defines as domestic violence? What all does it cover? Yeah, um, so domestic violence or family violence, as it's defined in Texas, means um, a relationship by marriage or blood, dating or living together. Uh-huh, I see, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> and, and uh, it's just amazing that there's, um, well, I mean... That- so, say, what about roommate? roommates are also considered, is that considered like, they may uh- not be related... Right, because living together. they are living together. Okay, okay. Right, that All would right. qualify. So, okay. so essentially, some one one partner gets tired of what's happening and lashes out at the other one. And you see a lot of that uh, all over the, the county. Correct. Well, one partner um, uses tactics of abuse to have power and control over the other partner. That's domestic violence. But it's not just a partner. Could it also uh, go on to like children or animals and stuff? Um, child crimes, so yes, it can occur with children. That does meet the relationship requirements. And crimes against animals do not. But at that same time, we can include animals in protective orders because we often see that violence occurs towards animals or there are threats towards animals. Uh-huh. I see. Hmm. Right. Well, what, what does the domestic violence division look like, the, the one that you're involved with? Are they Everyone is an attorney or... Or investigators, or what? Well, we—it's a multidisciplinary team. So we have attorneys. We have actually eighteen attorneys in the domestic violence division. Um, there are attorneys for the misdemeanor crimes, felony crimes, and then three specific attorneys just for protective orders. And then we have investigators that help locate witnesses and obviously investigate um, what what needs are of the prosecutors. And then we have a really robust family violence section which is staffed with experienced and specifically trained social workers and caseworkers. And we have 12 social service staff members that process protective orders. And then we have eight social service staff members that work on cases that have been identified as high risk. So those are cases that are um, really dangerous and active. Well, do these cases, how do they come to you? Does, do they, do the Victims go to uh, another organization that handles this kind of stuff and then they report it to you? Or uh, or do, is it just the police that come in knocking on the door and say, hey, there's a case going on here, so we're going to put them in protective custody? Um, well, it comes in different ways. So if a victim is um, wanting a protective order, they can walk into our office and seek and apply for a protective order. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the cases are referred to us by community agencies, uh, law enforcement refers a lot of cases to us as well. Um, and then some survivors come in on their own as well. Um, uh, Lija, I had a question. We've heard the term intimate partner violence. How does that mm-hmm. differ from like regular domestic violence? Um, when we talk about intimate partner violence, we're referring to a marriage or dating relationship. So it's okay. not the roommate. It's not the... Um, father against the son or the son against the right. um, parent. It's the marriage or the dating relationship. Mm-hmm. Okay, but I mean, is there anything specific that uh, happens with those which doesn't, you know, that, would you, how, how do you, you know, address it differently from the others? We don't necessarily address it differently, but okay. there are a lot of 
uh, parameters that you have to be aware of. So in a, in a marriage relationship, there are children usually involved um, when they've, that we have to take into consideration, where we have to also you know, be concerned about the children's welfare and their um, safety plan as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lija, um, uh, I know that fear is a factor in domestic abuse. Um, mm-hmm. That fear is used by abusers, especially in DV cases. The abuser can threaten to take other person's children or belongings or even threaten their legal status in the country. What happens if a person chooses to withdraw their complaint due to fear? Do you need the cooperation of a complainant to continue the process of charging someone with domestic violence? Mm, okay, that's a good question. <laughs> yes. Um, so let me break it down a little bit. While we always prefer that a survivor participate in a criminal case or, as you said, the complaint, yes. we understand that sometimes that person is just not ready. And that could be for a variety of reasons. The victim not, may not want to go forward with their complaint or the criminal charge because the victim could be experiencing you know, manipulation or pressure by the abuser or the abuser's family to not go forward. Or they might still be involved with the abuser or share children with the abuser, and so they don't want to see the abuser get in further trouble. Or they know that it's just not safe at that time to participate or cooperate with the criminal complaint. In any of these situations, we really have to trust our victims. We have to know that many of their decisions are based on what they believe is going to keep them safe. Mm-hmm. If the victim chooses not to participate with the complaint or the criminal charge, the case will be evaluated by our prosecutors. And if uh, the evidence shows that um, it's in the best interest of justice and we can meet our legal burden through the evidence, we can move forward without the victim survivor. Mm-hmm. I see, I see. You know, I've heard of so many cases where a victim has withdrawn the case only to learn uh, later on uh, from a report that that same victim was killed or, or, right. or hurt, you know, two months later or three months later, something like that. You know, uh, there's these, what you mentioned is a, is, gives a ray of hope, but I guess the burden of proving that is, is very high, right? Right. So that's why we work so closely with law enforcement to make sure that the investigation is there and that evidence is collected. And, you know, sometimes survivors are on board initially and sometimes they they uh, recant later on or take back their statement later on. Um, and that's OK. When we speak to them, we're not there to, um, you know, blame them. We're not there to convince them one way or the other. We just if, if the domestic violence division is involved our main priority is their safety and to give them the tools to increase their safety. So you do provide some kind of a support. So say, for instance, this person you know, complains and then is afraid and then wants to withdraw. So what, what kind of support do you uh, provide to this we person? Do, like safe havens to live? or Yeah, that's, that's yeah. Um, so if they come in and they want to withdraw their complaint, we will obviously tell them it's up to the prosecutor. It's not, um, it's the state of Texas that has um, pursued these charges, and it's not the survivors, um, it's not the survivor that's pursuing those charges, hoping to lift a little bit of that uh, burden off of their shoulders. And at that point, we spend time giving them safety referrals. Even if they're not ready to accept all of that, um, that's a moment where they can come into our office, feel safe, and get 
um, empathetic and holistic care, safety planning, and support. Right. So there are organizations within our own community, yeah, like, so like a- ADA, refer, yeah. ADA or DEA, that do give... Do you refer them to they, uh, they give, put them in touch? Absolutely. Yeah. And it goes absolutely. both ways, I would imagine. You know, it's not just one way that you, that you the uh, DA's office refers them, but they, they give uh, uh, the source of comfort and maybe refuge that the DA's office uh, in an official capacity is not able to do, right? Exactly. We make sure that we provide them tailored re- referrals so that they're not going on this, <clears throat> excuse me, wild goose chase, but they're, if they're South Asian, we'll definitely refer them to Daya. Or um, if they are Middle Eastern, we'll refer them to, and it's a Hope Center or Shifa. Um, you know, and we definitely try to uh, link them to referrals that are most helpful to what their needs are. And then do you put like a restraining order on the abuser or what happens? Yes. So the district attorney's office, our domestic violence division, we file protective orders, okay. which is a civil lawsuit. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so that can be filed through the applicant coming into our office and applying for one on her own. And that's a civil protective order, which is generally longer in duration. Or if there is a criminal charge pending, the state of Texas can request an emergency protective order, which is um, usually good for two months or three months, depending on the type of crime. Uh, do they have to pay for this sort of service? No, absolutely not. They're both free. And uh, what are the basic steps to obtain a protective order? So to obtain a protective order, to apply for a protective order, the applicant, that's the person who's applying for the protective order, that person should come to the Domestic Violence Division, and we're located at 1200 Congress on the second floor. Mm -hmm. Um, The applicant should bring his or her ID and a good address for the person they're filing the protective order against. Uh, and I the see. App- mm-hmm. yes, because we have to. It, since it's a civil lawsuit, we do need to serve the person we're filing the protective order against. And if so you, that could be a. And if you're not not able to find them, then what? Well, we can't we can't uh, apply for a protective order. We don't have a good address. So at that point, we're going to spend a lot of time safety planning with our survivor to make sure that we can increase her safety. The protective order is one tool in her safety tool belt. Um, and it is an effective tool, but there are other tools that can be used as well. And so we're going to go over all of that with our survivor to increase the survivor's safety. Like what? What, what kind of tools are you talking about? So we'll go safety planning. I mentioned it a few times. Um, a safety plan is um, what we really try to teach and implement with our survivors. Um, we, we, we talk to them about is there a safe place where they can go? Is there a family or a friend or a shelter that they can go to to increase their safety? And it's generally good if this address is unknown to the abuser. Mm. Um, in our safety plan, we help them create a code phrase to alert a family member or a friend or a neighbor that help is needed or that the police uh, need to be called. Uh, yeah. So you need the cooperation yeah, of neighbors or relatives, I suppose. Absolutely, that's really imperative. The community is needed to increase our victim safety. These cases can take a long time, right? So what happens if an offender is released on bond awaiting trial and uh, this makes the Mm -hmm. victim very afraid? What happens then? Yes, um, so if the offender is released, which happens very often, before the offender is released, our prosecutors at the district attorney's office will request for specific bond conditions with protective measures, such as 
um, like no contact with the victim, restrictive measures protecting the victim's home address. And, and for more dangerous and high-risk cases, we'll request GPS tracking for the offender. Um, we can also request, as I mentioned earlier, emergency protective orders, which are short-term, two months to three months um, protective orders, depending on the crime. And then the victim has the opportunity at this point as well to apply for a civil protective order. As I said, those are generally longer in duration. So does someone need to be arrested before a victim can ask for a protective order against the abuser? No, they do They don't they need do to not. be arrested. Okay. Although it's helpful, although it's helpful to have police support and documentation, a victim does not have to have made police supports to seek a protective order. Mm, um, I, see. I also think it's I also think it's really important to note that a person's status in the country, their legal status does not affect their ability to apply for a protective order or make a police report. Right. Uh, actually other people from the DA's office have mentioned that before too. Um, yeah. on, on other aspects of, of, of law and order. We're, folks, we're, we're on the radio talking to Lija Thomas, who's the Assistant Director of, of um, Domestic Violence... Um, well, In the Harris County uh, DA's office. Right, Family Vi uh, Violence Services. Uh, we're going to be talking to her a little bit more after we come back from the commercial break. Uh, but Can I uh, take a second to give the score? Astros are leading two nothing against Yay! me. <laughs> Yay! Ja Jas McCormick hit a two-run home all run. All right. right. You know what Pramod is doing. Why? Yeah, so Pramod, that I was thinking, you're thinking all the way through this whole thing. But okay, well, well, I can uh, do simultaneously. Multitasking. <laughs> so this is what news media people do. Uh, Leisha, don't go away. We will be back, folks, with Leisha Thomas, and hopefully you're enjoying all this stuff and learning what to do in case you're involved in a situation. So this is Indo-American News. We'll be right back. Indo-American News Radio. India News. U.S. News. World News. Movie Reviews. And Local Community Roundup. Every Saturday. 4 to 6 p.m. On Masala 98.7 FM. Hi, I'm Jawahar. I'm Sanchali. And I'm Prabhon. Indo-American Indo News Radio. रात चाहे कितनी भी काली हो पायल की तरह सुबह खनकेगी और महाराजा के हीरों से ही आपकी दिवाली चमकेगी अजीज एंड सुमाया मलिक विश यू ए स्पार्कलिंग एंड प्रॉस्पेरस दिवाली 5821 Chandrika Masala is the place. Chandrika Masala Retail Outlet at Factory Location, 13220 Morphy Road. Chandrika Masala, 100% homemade spices, atas and chutneys. 713-789-3088. Chandrikamasala.com. 713-789-3088. For eight years, Sankran Thai Kitchen has been the chic dining spot that serves authentic Thai food that is traditional, spicy, and creatively modern. Come taste our signature dishes like heavenly meat, crispy red snapper, Thai ceviche, Phuket prawns, Bangkok baby back ribs, desserts like jackfruit creme brulee, and cocktails like Naga Fireball. Voted best overall, best Thai, best patio, and best pet friendly by the Houston Chronicle. Sankran Thai Kitchen in Upper 
Uptown Park, close to River Oaks, Memorial, and Post Oak. For reservations, 713-993-9096. हाँ तो इस बार कहाँ कहाँ भिजवाने बिकानो गिफ्ट्स? चाची को, उनके पड़ोस वाले अंकल जी को, अरे ये मामा के फ्रेंड की बेटी को भी, भाभी की बहन की बेटी को, और मौसी की बहू की भाभी को, बुआ की ननद की बहू। इस दिवाली आप भी अपनों के लिए भिजवाएं बिकानो गिफ्ट्स Indo-American News Radio India News US News World News Movie Reviews and Local Community Roundup Every Saturday 4 to 6 p.m. on Masala 98.7 FM Hi, I'm Jawahar I'm Sanchali And I'm Pramod Indo-American News Radio Welcome back, folks. We're talking to Lija Thomas. She's with the Harris County District Attorney's Office. She's the Assistant Director of Family Violence Services at at the DA's office and we're getting a whole ton of information uh, to share with you in case you're involved or unfortunately involved in the domestic violence situation. Uh, Lija, one of the questions I had was, uh, it, it, we just talk about domestic violence, but and that's show, that indicates some sort of physical activity, but could it also be mental abuse? Absolutely. Mental, emotional, psychological abuse, those are all types of domestic violence. And they're all, you know, very detrimental to any person's, not just their physical health, but their emotional health as well. Yeah, it's like the Johnny Depp case, you know, it was, they're saying mainly <laughs> I know, but there was some physical too. So I know, yeah. I know. Those are very hard to prove in court, right? They are more difficult to prove in court, and it's important that as a community and we help our survivors collect evidence to reflect that. So if there are text messages, recordings, emails, especially nowadays with social media, a lot of the psychological and emotional abuse can be done over social media. So taking screenshots of those um, communications is a, is a good way of proving that. I see. Okay. Yeah. So uh, there is quite a bit of uh, tension, I'm sure, a lot lot of uh, vulnerability once that process is started. Somebody gets in touch with your office or even with another nonprofit like, as we mentioned, Dea or Ida. Uh, So once that process is started, the abuser could probably get more violent, right? I mean, you turn your back and, you know, uh, five minutes later, they could do something or she could do something. Yes, it, it, and that's why um, we spend a lot of time during the assessment process of giving them information on how to increase their safety by implementing a safety plan. Mm-hmm. Um, we always encourage them to create an emergency kit, have uh-huh. extra money, medicine, important documents, a list of phone numbers to call in an emergency, extra clothing, so that if they need to flee, if they need to leave their home in an emergency situation, they're able to do so safely, and that they know where to go, which family member will take them, um, which shelter can they call and go to. Uh, yeah, and obviously they don't have any money at that point. I mean, or maybe the money's already tied up somewhere. So Correct. do you also help them financially? Um, the DA's office does not, but there are a lot of different organizations that can help them get um the help that they need. Well, now that brings out an interesting point. Uh, since this is so rampant all over the county, I have a couple of questions. One is that you said there are many organizations. How many organizations are there are you aware of? 
Oh, um, a hundred, two hundred, three hundred. Probably not that many, not that many by far. Um, within Harris County, I would say around maybe thirty, and I, I'm not really sure. It's an estimate. Uh-huh. Um, I know the cultural outreach program, which is part of the district attorney's office, partners with fifteen different agencies all over um, Harris County to increase our survivors' access to the services provided by the DA's office. Uh, I see. Uh, and, and people uh, from our community, of course, uh, we just, we're just beaming this out to our community, but people live in different counties, Fort Bend, Montgomery, Liberty, Galveston, Waller. Uh, and uh, uh, do they also have similar programs? Are you aware of that? Yes. There, there are um, women's shelters and community agencies all over Texas, um, there's Bay Area Turning Point the Bur- in Webster area, in Galveston area. There's Northwest Assistance Ministries for the Spring and Woodlands area. There's Montgomery County Women's Center. There's the Bridge in Pasadena, Fort Bend County Women's Center. So, yes, there are many different organizations all over Harris County, but with the rising number of domestic violence cases, you can imagine a lot of our resources are very um, stressed and um, bombarded with the need. Yeah, I can imagine. But you do coordinate between all these different agencies then. I mean, b- yeah. uh, uh, the greater Houston area. Uh, so um, I know this sounds like a frivolous question, but um, I hope it's not. But I'm just wondering, what is the number, or the top reasons rather, for domestic violence? Oh, well, the top reason for domestic violence is power and control. The abuser uses tactics such as physical violence, emotional violence, psychological violence to have power and control over their, their partner. No, but that's their not what I meant. I meant what triggers, what is the number, of the top five reasons that, that these things are triggered? Is it sexual? Is it that the jealousy? Is it money? Uh, is it, you know... You, you follow what I mean? Yes. It, no, all of the above. There's uh, financial abuse. There's um, jealousy. There's intimidation. There is, um, you know, using the children, not, not doing exactly what he asked for. It's just really, it just depends on in each individual case. And it all boils down to power and control. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. it does bo- uh, boil down to that. And, and although we keep on mentioning this uh, uh, as uh, as a rampant situation, do you see um, in your experience are there any uh, Asians involved, uh, South Asians in particular? In, involved in terms of in in who brought the cases to you to take to to help them out with? I mean, we work closely with uh, organizations such as Daya, Anissa Hope Center, Shifa, Ada. To, um, and they bring us cases. We work together to increase our survivor safety, to file protective orders. Um, so, yeah, we work with many different organizations. Yeah, so our community isn't immune to it, obviously. And as, as, as because of that, you're actually holding this. I want to point out once, once more, in, in three days' time, there's going to be a panel discussion uh, on, uh, on October 25th. Uh, and please be, expand on that once more, uh, Leisha. Well, yes, this is it's going to be a really great event. It's going to be very informative and beneficial. Um, the, this event is an opportunity to network and um, 
obtain resources mm-hmm. that are available within the community. But it's also um, allows for a victim-centered panel where survivors of intimate partner violence share their experience. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be in Spanish and in English to really increase the depth of who can hear and understand what's being said. Right. Uh, uh, the, the DA's office actually contacted us to help uh, see if we could put some people together with, uh, b- for the, the discussion. Uh, so essentially what I understand is that uh, for the first time, there's actually going to be an Asian survivor who's going to be sharing his or her story in, in, yes, in addition to black or Latino survivors. Yes, yes. So there is a, a South Asian survivor who will share her her uh, story as to what has happened, and there will also be a Hispanic. I see. Do you see any men, men who are victims of di- uh, domestic violence? Or very yes, rare? we do. Very rare? In, it's, it's not as rare as you think, but it is more of a, a women's issue. But we do see quite a few men who have been victims of domestic violence and who have asked for protection mm. and who have also filed criminal charges against their female partner. It's also something we see in same-sex relationships as well. Yeah. Uh, and in parting, I just wanted to ask you, you know, the governor in, and the lieutenant governor in all their infinite wisdom, which is questionable to begin <laughs> with, you know, uh, they, they have allowed everyone to carry guns uh, and no restrictions on age buying the guns. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you seen more violence as a result of that? You know, people are very, it's very open to, to carry a gun these days. I mean, people are shooting each other for parking spaces, for God's sake. Yes. Um, the, uh, again, the Texas Council of Family Violence did a study each year, and they found that between 2019 and 2021, there is a 92.4 increase in firearms at the scene at domestic violence. Calls. Whoa. That is horrible. That, take that, Governor Abbott. <laughs> you know, I mean, they just, it, I know that I'm making a political statement and you're not allowed to do that, but I can do that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's, it's, it, one would imagine that that's, uh, having a gun, because it makes it so easy to, to handle the situation, would be the preferred ch- uh, choice weapon and, and so on. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's very sad. Very, yeah. very sad, yeah. But, um, uh, and, and I do have one personal question of you. The, since you're involved in all this family violence services, uh-huh. I guess this is a very stressful job, right? Um, yes, it can be a very stressful, stressful job. And we, in our division, promote self-care and doing things to um, take care of yourself when you're doing this type of work. And it also makes you, you know, see the good and the kindness in people who help and who support survivors along the way. Yeah. Do you ever feel threatened by the kind of work that you do? Do you ever feel that, you know, you're being targeted or? No. No. It's been 17 years that I've been at the DA's office, and I can say that I have not felt that way. Okay, okay. That's good. That's good to know. That's good to know, yeah. Well, Lisa, thank you so much for sharing all this stuff uh, with us. And is there a phone number or something that people should be uh, having in case they want to reach out to, I know there are other agencies, but to your office, for example? Yes. Um, So the Domestic Violence Division, the phone number is Mm 713-274-0212. Our doors open at 7 a.m. And we work on a first-come, first-served basis. Uh Um, But... 
with that said, it's important that our survivors get there early because you can imagine it gets very busy very early. Right. So we're talking about your office at 1200 Capitol, suite, uh, second Congress. floor? Congress, I mean. Congress. Congress mm-hmm. on second, the second floor, and the number is 713-274-0212. Correct. Right, folks. You Hold on to that number in case you're having a problem or you know someone who's having a problem, a, a domestic violence problem. Uh, and uh, we uh, we wish you uh, all the best in helping people, Lisha. Um, thank you. And thank you for sharing uh, part of your Saturday with us to, to go over this. Absolutely. If I may, if I could provide the National Domestic Violence Hotline, it is 24 hours. Sure. If you're in an emergency, this is the best number to call to, to receive services and to have support. That's 1-800-799-SAFE, mm-hmm. 7233. 7233. Seven, yes. 1-800-799-7233 is the national hotline for domestic violence uh, abuse, ab- abuse uh, victims. And the, mm-hmm. the countywide here in Harris County, it's 713-274-0212. Both numbers are really well worth storing in your cell phone because you never know if, if you were going to become a victim or if you know somebody who needs some help and who is already a victim. So uh, I think that's uh, a good service to have. Thank you so much once again, Lisa, and, and uh, we look forward to to learning more about the panel discussion that you're having on Tuesday. Shoot us some information and we'll put it in our paper. Sure thing. Thanks for having me on the show. Thank you. Thanks, Thank Asia. you. Bye-bye. Take care. Ghost Rose. <laughs> Ghost oh, Rose. Yeah, What's the right. score promote? Oh, it's still the same. same. No change. No change. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Lija. Take care. Okay. That was nice talking to her and learning all about this. Uh, it's a tr- horrible topic, though. Yes. Oh, yeah. It certainly is. Yeah. Uh, do you do both of you promote the Sanchali? Are you aware of anyone who's been in a situation like that? Yes. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. And was the outcome, I mean, were they able to handle the outcome? I mean, people have yeah. reached out to me asking for suggestions what they should do, but I don't know them personally, so I've just provided them, you know, resources. As yeah, th- these two numbers, we should right. keep them in our phones because right. they're yeah. very helpful in case we have something yeah, like that. Yeah, because of Jyoti's involvement with Daya, uh, we've come to know um, many victims. Right. I used to go to the Daya's uh, annual galas at one time, and right. then they had some of the survivors yes. they came yes, out and speak. they talked about them and in fact there was one man a young man who also came out at one right. time yeah. uh, but I haven't been to their function in years since and uh, we we have put them in touch with the DA's office in, in a very uh, very substantial way so far right. mm-hmm. so Pramod uh, we are going to be going to our next uh, guest very shortly um, and he's actually come to the studio and is sitting right in front of us right now yes. and we're we're delighted to have with us Kiran Ketker um, so Pramod you want to yes. we've got two or three minutes you want to do the, his introduction real quick uh, yes I can give the introduction and uh, then we'll start afterwards yeah uh, Kiran Ketker is a Houston resident since 1980 he started his career with the selection to merchant naval training ship Dufferin in Mumbai in the 1960s after a successful s- career sailing the seven seas as a ship's captain, he was one of the first persons from the Indian Merchant Navy to land a management position with a major company on the Houston sh- Ship Channel. Uh, Kiran has an intense hist- interest in history. His childhood travels throughout India 
have taken him to many important historical sites that has not only helped him uh, understand different uh, situations, but also the growth of his passion in history. Uh, his interest in Maratha history, being an important part of Indian history, led him to read many books on the subject. He tried unsuccessfully to find one single book that gave him the big picture of Maratha influence on Indian history, so he decided to write a book himself. His book, called Swarajya and Samrajya, Independence and Empire, is a synopsis of the events of 200 years of Maratha influence in India, 1627 to 1818, their rise against oppression, their resolute defiance of the Mughals, and spreading their influence across the length and breadth of India for over a hundred years until their defeat by the British East India Company. Welcome, Kiran, to our show, and uh, we're glad to ha see you here. Yeah, uh, Kiran, uh, well, uh, your mic is on now. Now you can say something. <laughs> okay, thank you very much, guys. Uh, Pramod Sanchari Jawahar. Yep. Thank you for having me on uh, on your show, uh, the Indo-American uh, News Talk and Masada Radio. Uh, by extension, I'd like to wish all of you a happy Diwali and all your listeners a happy Diwali. Oh yes, yes of course. Yeah, thank yeah. You. and and to you and your family too. Thank you very much. Thank and uh, it's just fortuitous that I happened to run into you two nights ago at uh, the Indian Summer Restaurant. And you were talking about your book, and I thought, wow, this is exactly what we should have on our show. Certainly. Yes, absolutely. So we're going to yes. be going into uh, length about talking about your show, I mean, about your book, um, after the commercial break. We're going to go to a commercial break in about 20, minute, 20 seconds. And uh, hopefully we can share, you can share some of this stuff. I'm a, a history buff, too. So that, that period in 1627 to 1818 is... I'd love to learn more about it from the, the Maratha perspective. But anyway, we will be back. Folks, don't go away. We'll be back with Kiran Ketkar and talking about Maratha history. This is Indo-American News Radio. You're listening to Masala Radio, 107.5 KGLK, HD4, Lake Jackson, and 98.7 FM, K254BZ, Fairbanks. Masala. Amerijuve announces wickedly beautiful October specials. Valid through October 31st. All facial services. Buy one, get one half off. Cool sculpting. Buy one, get one half off. Laser hair removal. Half body, only $12.99. $200 off. All Juvederm Ultra Fillers. Lip and Laugh Lines. For your appointment, call 713-RU-HARRY or visit Amerijuve.com. Amerijuve. Look good, feel good. Society for Indo-American Arts, SIA, presents a musical multimedia spectacle from Mumbai. Saluting Bollywood Immortals, Lata Asha Rafi Kishore. Saturday, November 12th, 8 p.m. at Stafford Civic Center. Tickets start at $27 and includes all service fees. Available at Two Goes and Sulekha. For more information, call Hari Dayal, 832-231-3086. Saluting Bollywood Immortals. Hi, 
इंडिया डॉट कॉम प्रेजेंट्स डांडिया धूम विथ फाल्गुनी पाठक Sunday, October twenty third, seven pm at GSH Event Center. This event is limited capacity, so everyone can dance with Falguni Patak. Tickets on Sulekha dot com. For sponsorships, call seven seven three five five two six zero eight three or seven seven three six eight four four zero five eight. Hi, this is Taj Momin from Imperial Square Elite Restaurant. हमारा तरफ थी बदाने हैप्पी दिवाली दीप जलते रहे जग मगाते रहे हम आपको और आप हमको याद आते रहे हर सांस में ये दुआ है हमारी आप हमेशा दियो की तरह जग मगाते रहे If you think you're keeping up with the news, tell us what you know. Get on the Indo-American News Radio Quiz Show. I think I know this. The only quiz of its kind on Desi Radio in the U.S. And win points, a prize, laughs, and make friends. To get on the Indo-American News Radio, email today IndoAmericanNews at yahoo.com or call seven one three seven eight nine six three nine seven. Indo-American News Radio on Masala ninety. 8.7 FM every Saturday 3 to 6 PM with Jawahar Sanchali Pramod and Jyoti. Indo American News Radio, India News, US News, World News, Movie Reviews, and Local Community Roundup every Saturday 4 to 6 PM on Masala 98.7 FM. Hi, I'm Jawahar. I'm Sanchali, and I'm Pramod. Indo American, Indo -American News Radio. Radio. Welcome back, everyone. We're joined by Kiran Ketkar, who wrote a beautiful book. I've got the, a copy in my hot little yeah, hands. Yeah, so do I. Thank you so very much. For Swa the it's called Swarajya and Samrajya, and uh, so, uh, and he he he's going to tell us, of course, more about it. But my first question was, he 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 talks about 200 years of Maratha influence in India from 1627 to 1818. Why 1627, Kiran? Uh, yes, Jawar. Well, uh, I took a 200-year period, basically uh, from the birth of Chhatrapati Shivaji Maharaj. And, ah. uh, as we all know, that uh, when Shivaji came, you know, that was fun a fundamental game changer in in uh, in Maratha history. As as a matter of fact, it was a game changer in in Indian history, because uh, he, uh, as he grew up, by the time he was a teenager. Uh, he and his friends got together, took a vow, and they said, "All right, uh, the existing situation is not going to work, and we're going to change it, and we're going to establish Swarajya." What that meant was uh, the existing situation being that the the Mughals were at the peak of their power in uh, in uh, in Delhi. Mm -hmm. Shah Jahan was the emperor. Mm -hmm. uh, Taj Mahal was being built. I mean, they had all the wealth in the world. And in the Deccan, uh, they had three uh, major uh, sultans in Bijapur, and, uh, in Golconda, and also in Amarnagar. The, the, they were called the Nizam Shahi, Adil Shahi, and the Kutub Shahi. These were uh -huh. the three major. Uh, of course, now there were differences amongst the Muslims also. I mean, don't forget the Mughals were of uh, uh, had come from Uzbekistan. They were of Turkic and uh, Uzbek origins. Whereas the three sultans in the Deccan, they were Shia Muslims, and their origins were in in Arabia, and and so there was a. They came uh, from the south up from all the Arabian traders that came yes, down south. Yes, uh, yes, exactly. As a lot of trade was going on, 
between the Indian subcontinent and uh, and the Red Sea ports and and, and mm-hmm. Middle East uh, as mm-hmm. such. So the Deccan Sultans were different, and uh, but uh, I mean I mean whatever it was. Now Shivaji was born in the uh, was was not far from Pune itself. His father was a was a Sardar in the service of. Uh, either the Nizam uh, uh, Shai of uh, Amandagar or the uh, Adil Shai in Bijapur. When he you was, say Sardar, meaning not a Sikh. Chief, chief. No, no, no. Uh, yeah. no, no Sardar, you know, he was no. no he's oh, not I'm not just Sikh. trying to make not sure. Sardar G, but chief. <laughs> no, I'm just trying to make sure Leader, that the yeah. listeners understand yeah, this too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, when I say Marathi Sardar, I'm talking of, uh, you know, he was like a chief. It's a rank, uh, yeah, military it's a rank, rank. It's a military rank. And uh, he had in his employ, it could be anywhere from 10 to 20,000 uh, basically mercenaries. I mean, uh, I mean uh, during the year, they were farmers. And when the harvest was done, these guys picked up arms and went. I mean, they were not paid professional army or uh, soldiers. Like that. They, you, know, they, you know, people just decided they, they laid their agricultural uh, implements down. Self-trained. Self-trained. And yeah. they, they went on... Uh, on campaigns, uh, in the, typically it happened after Dashi. I mean, this is a good time of the year to go on a campaign. By the way, it all started. So and so, in October. If you were lucky, you came back alive. Absolutely. Yeah, of course, absolutely. That was the nature of the times. Yeah, and uh, I have uh, I bought uh, Kiran's book uh, Samraj and Swarajya about two months ago, and I've been reading it in my patio. Uh-huh. So I read about 10-15 pages uh-huh. and uh, for Kiran's information I've reached Bajira first. His <laughs> okay, era. Okay. That, that was and the uh, second phase. of. There was the... an in-between period where I left the book in the patio and it rained. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh. And the book had swollen up and then uh, it took uh, about 10 days or so for it to dry, dry up and then you start reading again. <laughs> so you're back again. Okay, yes, okay, okay. yes. So, um, so it's 1627 to 1818. What prompted you to do this anyway? Well, for a lot of reasons. I mean, uh, the, the most important, uh, the more basic reason was, uh, I mean, okay, first of all, you know, from childhood, I had a lot of interest in history. And Maratha history was part of that. I mean, uh, I lived in Rajasthan as a kid. I went to a bunch of forts. I mean, in, as a school kid, we've been up to the, the, the forts in Maharashtra for picnics and, 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 and got to do all that. And uh, so, the, the, so anyway, so in, in recent times, when I used to go to uh, Bombay and Pune in the bookstores, I never found one book that gave uh, the, the big picture of 200 years. I mean, the simple question is, hey, what did the Marathas do in the big picture of Indian history? And although there's hundreds of very well-written books and a lot of information out there, but I didn't find what I was looking for, so I decided to write one book myself. And so what, what, what do you mean you didn't find what you're looking for? What were you looking for? I was looking for uh, what you call a, a, a synopsis of the entire 200-year uh, period. Okay? Now, now, there are books available. I mean, excellent books written by, by very, very... Uh, uh, yeah, I would imagine Shivaji has been written about left and right. Okay, sh- uh, Shivaji is written. But what the happened after Shivaji Maratha passed influence. away, when the yeah. Peshwa period, yeah. the, the entire period of... I mean, till the Marathas were defeated by the, uh, by the British East India Company, the whole period is 200 years. There were lots of ups and downs. There, there yeah. were good times, there were bad times. They, they've been... 
they, they had uh, they, they won battles. They, they also been hammered in in some other battles. It was in his so intro. Was, uh, why yeah, he wrote the book? It says yes. and now, he tried to find uh, you know the uh, entire Maratha influence in Indian history in one book. And he couldn't find find it, so you wrote the book. Yes. So I'm flipping through your book, and I'm seeing that it's been broken up into different places or different forts. So how how did uh, you know? Is the flow like based on the different areas where different Maratha battles were fought? Is that how you broke the book up? Yes. I mean, for for okay. instance, uh, the first, uh, I mean, I begin with a general description of the Deccan, which is the southern half of our country. Uh-huh. Then, of course, uh, and the names of the places, the first place I mentioned there is Shivaneri, which is uh-huh. that's where the yes. b- birthplace of Shivaji took place. Right. And the whole, uh, the, the string of uh, names after that, uh, are a, a sort of a sequence of mm-hmm. uh, all important events that Got happened it. in in history, and then in each chapter, uh, as the storyline flows. But uh, the, I've, I've followed, uh, 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 you can say, like a linear uh, sort of uh, storyline without jumping back and forth. What happened? Yeah, you know, no uh, flashbacks. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, this is not a who done it or something like that. This is pure history, pure right. uh, non-fiction and facts. So that's why I've tried to s- stick to a very Straight, uh, straight line of yeah, uh, it's narrative. Right. It's, it's very line, easy you know. to read. Yeah, and you yeah. do end uh, uh, where the British have come over and yeah, eighteen eighteen was that date. Uh, right, eighteen eighteen. There were uh, there were three. Uh, the actual the Marathas went to war uh, with, uh, with with the British. Uh, I mean, starting in 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 Bombay, you mm-hmm. know, or or near Bombay. The first uh, what was called the first Anglo-Maratha war, mm-hmm. which was won by the Marathas. There was several Britishers who were who were killed in that, and they had to retreat. But then, of course, you know the East India Company. You know, the, they they always come back big. to fight another day, and it was right, way right. too big. Uh, but uh, it's it's also that the the Indian armies were split amongst themselves. You know the different rajas. You know one guy wouldn't come to help the other guy. Right. You know, he, he probably was taking care of his own uh, backyard, and uh, so ultimately it was 1818 where you know, mm-hmm. and the the uh, the the irony. The one of the ironies of the Maratha Empire was that uh, when when Shivaji started out, he and he, he was really his nemesis was Aurangzeb. Right. So the Marathas were clashing with Aurangzeb all the time. Correct. And a hundred years later, it turns out that the Marathas became the Mughal protectors rather than their enemies. Um, uh, the the Marathas uh, actually protected the the Mughal uh, Badshah as he was. The Mughal Empire was in decline, uh, to the fact that uh, the uh, what what in Marathi we call was the, that uh, around the Wajid Ali Shah period or when was that? Yes, it it happened exactly it's earlier, se- than, that. earlier uh, than that. Yeah, well, okay. okay. 1788 is the year, 1788 to 1803, that 15 year period was when the Maratha flag actually flew over the Red Fort in Delhi. That signified Maratha power had reached Delhi. It was uh, well established in Delhi for a period of about 15 years. Mm-hmm. A lot of credit for that goes to uh, Mahaji Shinde. He was like the third, you know, the, the first uh, of obviously was uh, Shivaji. Uh, he was the, uh, he, he established uh, Swarajya. Mm-hmm. And then it was uh, Bajirao and his son Nana Sahib who, mm-hmm. uh, who established what we call the Maratha Samrajya, which really went all the way from Khyber Pass to uh, Katak in the Bay of Bengal. So it was the whole swath. So it's a, uh, you can say it's a long way from Pune to Peshawar on a horseback. So, but these uh, guys did it, you know. 
Uh, folks, uh, in case you just tuned in, we're talking to Kiran Ketker, who wrote a, a book with a very nice cover on it. Yes. Too. It's called Swaraja and Samraja. He's talking about the Marathi, Maratha, rather, Mar yeah. Maratha history from 1627 to 1818. And, we're, and he, he was fascinated by... By the lack of knowledge of, of, of some of the exploits of the Marathi... Marathas. Marathas. Mm -hmm. Marathi is the language, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Marathas. So, <laughs> so we... Uh, we so, on the cover, it's uh, Shivaji and is this Shinde? Bajirao. No, 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 Bajirao. The, the, okay. the, 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 the two guys in the cover, there's Shivaji and Bajirao, and one is the established the... Uh, of the Swarajya and, and the other one is Samra. the Samraj. And how about the back? On the reverse side, I have got the, the two nemeses. Uh, Aurangzeb uh, and the British. And that shows a British uh, soldier there. Mm. And of course, uh, I have a merchantile background. I wanted a picture of a ship on my <laughs> ah, <laughs> of course. So, 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 so I, I put that East India Company ship. Actually, so Marathas were a, um, a naval power at one time. Right. Well, yeah. So, uh, exactly. You know, you know, that's a great point you raised, uh, Pramod. In fact, I was going to say that. And, and that really, again, we come back to Shivaji's uh, foresight, his discipline, his strategy. When, when he realized that uh, here these European colonists are coming, and I'm talking with the Portuguese and the English, and they had so much sea power that the Marathas at that time, although had never even seen anything like it. And they decided that, that well, now it's time the, you know, that they need to build up a sea power. Can you imagine that even the, the great Mughals never had any sea power at all? Yeah. None of the Deccans. Uh, sold. So the only the, uh, trade that was going on was these old uh, Arab dhows that came to the west coast of India from mm -hmm. uh, the, the Red Sea and the Persian Gulf. So it was Shivaji who established a navy per se. Really? Uh, yes, and I, absolutely. I did not and, know this. And they were based on small forts in the uh, on the Konkan region, which is you know south of Bombay, or I'll say the region between Bombay and Goa. And uh, so uh, he raised and 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 he actually employed uh, 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 Europeans to build, to help him build ships and train uh, uh, you know uh, you know Maratha people uh -huh. along the I coast. I see. I see. Because the only people on the coast were what we call the coolies. I mean, you know, they, they were fishermen. You know, they had little uh, dinghies that they'd go out and catch fish, but but the, 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 they could not. I mean, they were no match to go out and and uh, and hit a royal navy ship and and shivaji actually right. developed the first navy uh kiran i want to interrupt you real quick uh so if people want to get a copy of this book how do they get it uh they can call you yes they can call me uh, or, or actually uh, it's available uh, online uh, they go to uh, www.marathicartusa.com marathicartusa.com mm -hmm. it's available in the US of course now in India it's available all over India both paperback and ebook for those who want an ebook uh, they would have to go to uh, www.bookganga.com okay. and you can download an ebook you can do it right down your phone, you know, you can pull how, it to a parking lot. If you're driving that. now, you can pull it to a parking lot. Yeah, and, and, and how's the response been so far? V very well. I think uh, within uh, the first, I mean, the book was published only like two months ago in oh. August. And I'm already uh, close to over 100 books right here in Houston. That's wonderful. Oh, wow, That's nice. That's yeah. nice. wonderful. So, so, so uh, <laughs> in people who are too lazy to do all this stuff, should they call you? Yes, they can just call me. Give me a call and I'll, I'll send them a book. Do you want to share your number? <laughs> Yes, my number is 281-467-6220. Okay, great. 
Once again, folks, if you're interested in this book, Swaraja and Samraja by Kiran Ketkar, you can go to MarathiCart, C-A-R-T-U-S-A dot com, or uh, the e-book is available from BookGunga.com, and, or you can call him if you're too lazy to get online <laughs> at 281-467-6220. So uh, you were talking about Aurangzeb uh, and the Marathi, uh, the Maratha, I keep on making that mistake, the Maratha Navy. Yes. And, and how did that Navy figure in the successes of Shiv- Shivaji and all? Because he was able to control none. <coughs> now, mind you, I mean, I mean, let me uh, put a disclaimer here that in the sense, uh, the, uh, the Portuguese warships, the British East, East India Company ships were, were very large. They had a lot of cannon. They had trained soldiers and they'd come all the way from England, you know, around the Cape of Good Hope. So, you know, mm-hmm. they were seasoned sailors, you know. So the, the Maratha Navy really, in that sense, uh, you can call it, it was a coastal navy. So it was... It was, uh, I would uh, liken it more so to like a guerrilla warfare type of thing. So when you got a big army approaching to you, and then you got these few bands of guerrillas, you know, who hit this big army from left or right or in the dark or in the front, and they, they don't know where their fire mm-hmm. comes from. That is a kind of response that, but, but the fact that they were able to give it and harass them, and they had some uh, few spectacular victories where mm-hmm. they could actually set big uh, uh, Royal Navy ships on fire, you know, and, no. and they wrecked on the coast. They had cannons on their ships? No, the Marathas did not have the kind of cannons anywhere, the, the cannons that, that the, the British had. You know, of course, you know, their technology is far greater than what the Marathas had. But uh, you mentioned guerrilla warfare, yes. and uh, that uh, method was kind of perfected by Shivaji and yes. his people, called uh, Ganimi Kava. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. G- you know, Ganimi Kava, or, you know, you can call it uh, in a, for like, like a chapa mari, you know, which was... Stealth warfare. Uh, stealth warfare. Yeah. Uh, and again, it, it comes back to what we said earlier. He was a great uh, strategy and a great mm-hmm. thinker in the sense he knew when to fight, but more importantly, he knew when not to fight. Right, because right. if he saw that... Uh, that the enemy was too big, and so he'd, he'd rather get away and, and, and not fight, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, we're almost uh, out of time. We've got about 50 seconds left. Uh, we've been talking to Kiran Ketkar, who wrote this beautiful book that I've yet to read, but Pramod has read it, and he's made I'm it all. three quarters done. Right. It's called Swaraja and Samraja, and it's about it's the Maratha. It's a very easy read, so, you know. The you, Maratha yeah. uh, history from Shouldn't 1627 to long. 1818. If you would like to be, uh, if you'd like to get the book, you can call Kiran at 281-467-6220, or you can order it on MarathiCartUSA.com, or the ebook is on BookGunga.com. So, uh, and with that, we're almost out of time. Kiran, thank you so much for sh- sharing all this with us and coming over here. Thank you very much, Javar, and the uh, Masala radio team and the Indo-American news team. Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it. And uh, anyone who has any interest in this book or on the topic, uh, just give, call me, 281-467-6220. Thank, Thank you so Thank much. You, Happy Diwali once again. Yeah, okay. and good luck to your writing career. Thank Masala you. 98.7 FM. Hi, I'm Jawahar. I'm Sanchali. And I'm Pramod. Indo-American News Radio. हाँ तो इस बार कहाँ कहाँ भिजवाने बिकानो गिफ्ट्स चाची को उनके पड़ोस वाले अंकल जी को अरे ये मामा की फ्रेंड की बेटी को भी भाभी की बहन की बेटी को और मौसी की बहू की भाभी को बुआ की ननद की बहू इस दिवाली आप भी अपनों के लिए भिजवाएं बिकानो गिफ्ट्स और बनिए खुशियों की दास्तान का हिस्सा बिकानो कहे दास्तान खुशियों की बरसों ऐसी बिकानो 
eight years, Songkran Thai Kitchen has been the chic dining spot that serves authentic Thai food that is traditional, spicy, and creatively modern. Come taste our signature dishes like heavenly meat, crispy red snapper, Thai ceviche, Phuket prawns, Bangkok baby back ribs, desserts like jackfruit creme brulee, and cocktails like Naga Fireball. Voted best overall, best Thai, best patio, and best pet friendly by the Houston Chronicle. Songkran Thai Kitchen in Uptown Park, close to River Oaks Memorial and Post Oak. For reservations, 713-993-9096. Mahesh's Kitchen, a fine dining restaurant, serves fusion, avocado bhel, Chinese chaat, mango habanero salmon, and traditional vindaloo curry, lasuni chicken tukada, whole pomfret. Mahesh's Kitchen, authentic organic cuisine, meets beautiful modern decor. To go and catering for up to 300. Mahesh's Kitchen, upscale Indian restaurant and bar in Sugarland Town Center. With over 500 products to choose from for weddings, pujas, Diwali, or any other festival, visit desifavors.com. Decorations, nostalgic gifts, party favors, and more. Desi Favors, the largest Desi party store in the US. Desi Favors, Sabke liye. Indo-American News Radio India News US News World News Movie Reviews And Local Community Roundup Every Saturday 4 to 6 p.m. On Masala 98.7 FM Hi, I'm Jawahar I'm Sanchali And I'm Pramod Indo-American News Radio Welcome back everyone As you know, you're listening to Indo-American News Radio And we have an excellent discussion with the Ketkar, Mr. Ketkar, and he talked all about Swarajya and Samrajya, his new book about the Marathas and their role in the history of India. But we are very glad to have our next speaker with us, who is Megha Rao. Megha is a designer and founder of Holy Sheik, and Holy Sheik is spelled H-O-L-I-C-H-I-C, a contemporary South Asian fashion label. Born and raised in the fashion capital of the world, New York City, Megha has spent the last decade walking the runway for India's top designers. A tastemaker herself, the seasoned model turns to the other side of the runway, making it easy for women to look and feel glamorous. Her attention to detail offers a quality line of exclusive, affordable, fashionable options with bold reverberations for all who wear it. A communications major, Megha has an extensive background in business management while also pursuing her passion for fashion through various outlets. Growing up, Megha would take trips to India every summer and grew fond of creating dresses from fabrics and treasures she would find in the market. Hobby turned passion, Megha has learned to view fashion as a form of art and individuality. She now strives to extend this vision out to the world. Truly multifaceted, her illustrations exude a fashion experience and secure maximum style impact. Welcome to our show, Megha. How are you? 
I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, we are, you know, we are the ones who are privileged to have you on the show. So, Mega, tell me something. Very illustrious career. <laughs> From fashion to designing something for McDonald's. I mean, this is yes. where the connection is. So, folks, if, if it has not been clear and we, you've lost uh, track of the introduction that we had the, when we did the lineup, McDonald's has decided to do something special for some restaurants in uh, some of their restaurants in Dallas, Northern Virginia, and sh the Chicago area. And they've come up with a Diwali-themed drive-through experience. So, Mega, tell us, what kind of experience is this? Well, you know, I feel like for, for somebody like me, um, I'm an Indian-American daughter of immigrants. And who doesn't remember going to McDonald's as a young child yeah. with their mom, with their dad, and having this bond with them, right? It was almost like a treat every time we went to McDonald's. And when this opportunity came about to create this experience for Diwali, the very first thought I had was five-year-old Mega. <laughs> and the emotions that she, would, that she would feel as a young girl being able to see a holiday like this being celebrated in such a beautiful and grand way um, with, with a brand like McDonald's. And so um, what an honor it was for me to, to design this and, and share it with our community. So you know, how, how did this opportunity come about in the first place? Yeah. But, yeah, well, I mean, um, I mean, McDonald's actually found me. Um, you know, I've, I've done some work over the last eight years in terms of really trying to take South Asian culture and fashion out to a broader platform. Um, recently, we, we um, represented South Asian fashion at New York Fashion Week. Um, we've been doing a lot of work with, with various brands to really scale our culture and, and bring awareness to it. And um, I believe they found me through, through one of these various outlets of different work that we've done. And I'm asking if this is something that I would be interested in doing. And, and to be honest, I've never done something of, of this type of work before. A lot of my designs are obviously in fashion and garments and clothing. But at the end of the day, uh, fashion is a, is a form of art. And so for me to create Rangoli, um, it was the same type of you know, inspiration that I take from my Indian American identity. I use that same inspiration to create the Rangoli designs that you see in some of these locations. So when you say Rangoli designs, does this mean that some of the, the containers for the fries or the chicken nuggets and all, they have Rangoli design on it? Or are you passing out some Rangoli designs? It's yeah, through so we, drive so we through, actually, right? Exactly. Yeah, so we created art um, of different Rangoli forms, and they take inspiration from our brand, Holy Chic. And those, we created, we made them into decals, which are all around the, the drive through um, experience on the ground. Um, one of the locations has lights. And we also created a craft form for kids where they can color in a Rangoli themselves and also learn a little bit about the holiday the significance of color in, in South Asian culture and Hindu tradition. We also m mapped a lot of that out within this craft form because we wanted to serve as an educational component for them as well. You know, there's a very large McDonald's downtown Chicago. I mean, it's a double-decker uh, uh, McDonald's. I mean, when I looked at it, it looked like a spaceship to me, but it was, it, that's not one of the ones that is, has this uh, experience going through, right? No, not that specific one. The one that, that we had was um, it's in um, on Clark Street in Chicago. Okay. So it's um, a little bit more yeah, it's central. Um, not that location. I know which one you're talking about downtown. Yeah. What about the one in Dallas? Where is that? That's in Plano, Plano, Texas. The address is 605 East 15th Street in Plano. So how did these uh, locations, uh, you know, 
Get Chosen? So it was a really interesting, um, I actually asked the same question when we were thinking about all this. The idea was, the idea was to be in locations where there was a vast South Asian audience. Well, we um, needed it in Houston then, in yeah. Sugarland. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's the first time that, that we're doing something like this. And of course, like based on the response and the feedback, I'm hopeful that we'll, it will become even bigger next year and that we'll see this pop up um, in more locations. It was also important for them to be near different Diwali festivals that were happening um, this specific week. And so these three locations happened to also be near Diwali celebrations that were taking place um, and obviously have a very high Indian American population. Yeah, uh, well, we feel a little left out here because uh, <laughs> Houston has probably a, yeah, a larger I'm, Indian I'm American population than Sugarland. I'm I mean, surprised than that Dallas. New Jersey doesn't have one because they have a huge population and so does Los Angeles. I know, well, and we, and we thought also about spread all that. Out. <laughs> that was one of the things we thought about, and, and, you know, one of the ideas we had was, why don't we think, you know, for the people that can't visit the location or are not close by, we also created a AR filter, which um, is actually already live, and I'm going to be talking about it in the coming days. But the idea is to kind of take that experience from the drive-through and put it into this AR filter where people can, it's like a, there's a light tunnel that comes around, around your head. You can see some of the Rangoli patterns. <laughs> I'm really designed for like all of us to, to get involved in the celebration with with this partnership. Yeah, mega this promote and uh, AR means augmented reality, right? Correct. That's yeah. Right. So you actually have to have the device that. Is it an app that you can put on your phone? It's a filter, so it's oh, okay. going to live on um, Instagram, Snapchat, and um, I will. I'm actually going to be linking it in the next couple of days. Mm -hmm. um, so we can all kind of play around with it and, and take some pictures and videos and have fun. Yeah, that's neat. And I think, uh, uh, you know, this is seems like a pilot program. And next year we might have more stores with uh, Rangoli designs. Yep. This is, yeah, this is the first time that, um, that they did something like this with the drive-thru. And, I mean, so far the response has been so, so tremendous. Just from the community, people are just feeling really proud. Um, especially for kids, like what an experience for them to feel, you know, that the McDonald's, someone, a brand that everyone knows and recognizes globally, um, took such an initiative. And right. So it. when when did this uh, this uh, experience start? Yeah. yeah. When was it implemented? So uh, it runs October twenty second. So it starts the twenty second and runs through the twenty sixth, I believe, which is Wednesday. Ah, so it's already on today. And in Nor right. Northern Virginia, where is it? Northern Virginia, it's in Chantilly, so corporate, I think it's Brookfield Corporate Drive, um, Chantilly, Virginia. Okay. There's uh, one location there as well. Yes. Okay. And Mega, uh, besides McDonald's, where else can our listeners uh, uh, look at your designs? Yeah, uh, because I was trying to find something on Google and I'm not seeing anything. Oh, yeah. So it, there's actually um, on McDonald's website. Um, there is a, if you type in on McDonald's, like McDonald's Diwali uh, collaboration with Holy Sheik, you'll see a lot of information about what this whole partnership was about, the inspiration. Um, also on Instagram, on Holy Sheik's page, um, the handle is H O L I Sheik, C H I C, by mm -hmm. Mega. On there, you can see a lot of the different work that we've done, um, up-close Rangoli patterns, a lot of the inspiration, along with our clothing and all the different things that we do as, as a brand. Mm. Oh, that's neat. So we should check it out. Right. So the uh, McDonald's came up. Was this an idea that McDonald's came up with, that some executives sitting over there and they, they decided to do that? <laughs> or, or did yes. someone else approach them with it? Yes. 
It was actually all McDonald's idea, um, and, and it, it was very important to, for them to work with somebody within the South Asian community. And actually, they do they do a lot of work with Asian Ameri- with the Asian American community as abroad. Um, they have something called an APA Next platform, which really works to provide annual scholarships and resources. So this was um, another initiative for them to really just show their support the South Asian community and, and wanting to work with someone that's in it, right? It like really understands what this holiday is about, what it means to people, how, how it can be celebrated on a scale like this. And they wanted to make sure it was somebody um, that was within the community, which I think is very special. So McDonald's is bearing the expenses for all this that uh, effort, the uh, you know expenses that you had to incur when you yes, implemented right. all of this. Yeah. That's right. So McDonald's is a is a multinational company. I mean, they've got McDonald's uh, in in India. Oh yeah, certainly. So so how come they didn't just uh, you know transplant some of those uh, ideas from India to here? Um, I w- and I wonder if Indian restaurants are doing any of this. They might be. Yeah, we don't know about it. That's a great question. We may not just know about it, but I think what what was important here was that it's not just about South Asian, right? It's about South Asian American identity. I think it's unique in its own way. And, and the way that we may look at the Valley, the way that we may celebrate the Valley, is it could be different, right, than something that you might see in India itself. And so they, they were very thoughtful in coming to somebody that was based here in the U.S. to create this experience. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I'm still waiting for pakoras coming out of McDonald's. Oh, me too. Maybe next year we can try to implement <laughs> some pakoras. And That's right. But tata vada and samosas. Samosas. Yeah. I mean, samosas is ubiquitous. I mean, everyone knows about a samosa, right? Yeah. yeah. But in India, yeah. they do have a customized menu that caters to Indian taste. Right, but I'm talking about yeah. over here. Oh, okay. Yeah. How cool would that be, right? Maybe when we do it, if this happens next year, we can implement some of that into the menu here. Right, so like the sure. Because in yeah. India, they have veggie burgers. Yeah. They have yeah. lamb burgers. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. In, in France, you can get a beer with a McDonald's yeah. burger. So it all depends on where you are. So I went to I also, the... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I went to the website and I'm reading about you. It says, the Wali in a whole new light. This year, we partnered... This is on the McDonald's website. We partnered yeah. with fashion designer Mega Rao to design her own rangoli and celebrate Diwali bigger than ever with an exclusive Diwali Dazzler AR lens. And there's yeah. a, a new press and you can get the lens and I guess that's when you get to it, you know, exactly. see it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Right. Well, and really, like the whole, the whole filter basically is encompassing the drive-thru experience. Uh-huh. Like if you do it front-facing, you'll get this, like, the rangoli pattern, you'll get this light effect, and if you flip it the other way back-facing, you'll see the rangoli on the ground and a light. Wow. So I see. To, like, yeah, bring everyone into, into this experience with them. <laughs> yes. Hopefully so, next year we can have it in Houston. Mega, yeah, so that, that would be amazing. Yes. Mega, so tell us a little bit about yourself. You were born in New York City. Your parents, where are they from? Yeah, so my parent, my mom, um, she's from Bombay. Uh, my dad's from Rajkot in Gujarat. And I was born and raised in New York and obviously took a lot of influence from them growing up. Um, you know, I always tell everyone, like, my mom never sent me to summer camp when I was, when I was a young girl. She sent me to India. Like, uh-huh. so many other people that I, like, my cousins and my friends. And I would spend three months every summer with my grandmother in India. And so I almost feel like... Yeah, that, that's... Family, you're very fortunate. You know? Yeah, very, very fortunate. fortunate. And, and I didn't realize it then. I'm like, oh, I got to go there again. I'm going to be away from my friends and, and you know, all that. But now, like years and years later, I am, I mean, how, I am just so grateful because I feel like I have a whole different appreciation for culture, 
my grandmother, all the things that she taught me. And that's all now brought back here in, in all these different forms between my clothing and obviously this McDonald's experience. Um, and so I just feel very fortunate to have a, a balance of, of being South Asian, being American, and being able to share it with so many people. Do you speak, uh, uh, what, what language do your parents speak? I, I speak Gujarati and Kachi. Um, ah. Not so fluent in Kachi, but Gujarati I speak pretty well. Mm. <laughs> yeah, what one would imagine. So, Mega, do you think they'll be using this uh, same format anywhere in the McDonald's locations in India? Um, that I don't know. Uh-huh. Um, I know it's, you know, it, but I worked specifically with the McDonald's in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, division, so not, I don't think it's really con- connected in that way, but I'm sure they're doing something around the holiday there as well. So how did you build this personal connection with McDonald's? What's the background or history? Yeah, so really, they really they 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 found me, um, and you know who knows how that really happens, right? I always wonder the same question: Is it how did you find me on Instagram? Did you find me through some of the work? But it, it seems as if it was organic, mm-hmm. and they were they were seeking out South Asian artists and designers who resided in America um, to to really create this whole experience. And I had a phone call with them. I I told them my story. I told them my vision for what this whole thing, what I envisioned it to be. Mm-hmm. And they were just really kind of, ha- not hands off, but they were very much allowing me to have creative freedom mm-hmm. with what I wanted it to look like, feel like. And they were just there to kind of support me through it and kind of help bring the whole thing to life. Yeah, that's wonderful. Well, very so big congratulations we're, we are, we're looking forward to McDonald doing the same experience with Indo-American News Radio. <laughs> or the printed issue that we, we can certainly help them reach our market and we can help them McDonald's. <laughs> I know yeah. I hope the McDonald's people are listening uh-huh. yeah. well they do um, advertise with us from no. time to time well right. it's been a few years <laughs> yeah, yeah they, they, their time is not my time and I mean, you probably don't know yet how the response is you know because it's starting today so we'll yeah, no, but the Rangoli curious to know if it's attracting more people and you know if the response will be yeah yeah, I would love to know that. I mean, right, like right. It's like the Instagram feedback and people are loving it. But yeah, I'd lo- I'm sure over the next few days we'll see like, the mm-hmm. response. This is a great uh, initiative. Yeah, and kudos to you. We would, we would love for it to develop further for other communities, other cultures, etc. And, yeah. and tie the whole diverse country together. Thank you so much, Mega, for calling us and My taking pleasure. the time away from your travels. I know you were traveling earlier today. Yes. And uh, we look forward to uh, to some feedback on this. I'm sure that we'll be in touch with, uh, or I'll be in touch with McDonald's. Yes. yes. I want my, my Rangoli pattern. <laughs> <laughs> Thank okay. you all so much. It was so nice speaking with you. Yes. Yeah, the same here. Wonderful. Yeah. Good luck with your future endeavors. Yes. And, and, and happy Diwali to you and your family. Happy Diwali to you as well. Thank and you. next time in Houston for sure. <laughs> thank, thank you. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye. You know, actually, Houston is getting gypped versus Dallas. That's very sad. This is one thing. Yeah. And then, you know, uh, uh, I'll talk about it later. Yeah, you're going to go on a soapbox. Yeah, we'll be yeah. B- right back, folks. Don't go away. Indo-American News Radio. India News. U.S. News. World News. Movie Reviews. And Local Community Roundup. Every Saturday. 4 to 6 p.m. On Masala 98.7 FM. Hi, I'm Jawahar. I'm Sanchali. And I'm Pramon. Indo-American News Radio. Mahal.
राजा का हर हीरा आफरीन बेहतर से भी बेहतरीन एक एक हीरे को चुन के जन्म दिया पुनर यही है अजीज और सुमाया का हुनर महाराजा वे एवरी डायमंड इज हैंड पिक एंड डेलिकेटली सेट इन अ कस्टम डिजाइन जस्ट फॉर यू फाइव एट टू वन हिल क्रॉफ्ट सेवन वन थ्री सेवन एट फोर फाइव सिक्स सेवन थ्री महाराजा ब्रिंगिंग डायमंड टू लाइफ You don't just have dreams. You have goals, and you're going to make them happen. That's why you wait for the sale. You check the promo codes and you find the best deal. At Discount Power, you know it doesn't matter if you're saving for a rainy day, an unexpected repair, or a college degree. It all helps. That's why we offer affordable electricity plans. We want to help you save today so you can live your dream tomorrow. Discount Power, helping you save on electricity. Visit discountpowertx.com and sign up now. PUCT number 10177. For eight years, Songkran Thai Kitchen has been the chic dining spot that serves authentic Thai food that is traditional, spicy, and creatively modern. Come taste our signature dishes like heavenly meat, crispy red snapper, Thai ceviche, Phuket prawns, Bangkok baby back ribs, desserts like jackfruit creme brulee, and cocktails like Naga Fireball. Voted best overall, best Thai, best patio, and best pet friendly by the Houston Chronicle. Songkran Thai Kitchen in. Uptown Park, close to River Oaks Memorial and Post Oak. For reservations, seven one three nine nine three nine zero nine six. Kemchil, my name is Koshi Shaw. I am an insurance agent for your healthcare needs. Enrollment period for Medicare is October 15 to December 7, and for ACA Obamacare, November 1st through January 15. I can help you understand your Medicare and ACA needs. Please call me. कहीं पर सवाल होए, वो तुमने हेल्प करी. हमारी सर्विस टोटली फ्री चा. मने फोन कर जो 8322823515. What's up कर सो तो ये चाल डॉक्टर के पास लेके जाएगा डॉक्टर शफीक प्रसला एपिक फुट एंड एंकल सेंटर शुगरलैंड में एपिक फुट एंड एंकल सेंटर इज अ स्टेट ऑफ दर्ट प्रैक्टिस इन शुगरलैंड दे ऑफर मेडिकल एंड सर्जिकल सोल्यूशन फॉर फुट पेन डॉक्टर प्रसला ट्रीट्स फुट पेन बनियंस फ्लैट फीट टो डिफॉर्मिटीज फ्रैक्चर्स एंड स्पोर्ट्स मेडिसिन मेंशन मसाला फॉर ट्वेंटी फाइव परसेंट ऑफ देर कटिंग एज पी आर पी प्लाज्मा थेरेपी एपिक फुट एंड एंकल डॉट कॉम टू एट वन फाइव जीरो न्यूज रेडियो इंडिया न्यूज यू एस न्यूज वर्ल्ड न्यूज मूवी रिव्यूज एंड लोकल कम्युनिटी राउंड अप एवरी सैटरडे फोर टू सिक्स पी एम ऑन मसाला नाइनटी एट पॉइंट सेवन एफ Hello everyone back again now with our last 20 minutes of the show and it's like uh, we're going to be going Diwali partying after this. Yeah certainly but before that you know we talked to Megha Rao about these McDonald's uh, rangoli designs and they were everywhere but Houston and especially uh, it uh, you know chaps us that it's going to be in Plano in near Dallas. and not in Houston why and those no, guys and in north virginia I yeah, mean, yeah. You know in chantilly <laughs> yeah no this is we get gypped yeah and then another thing that has happened is uh, shreya ghoshal is coming for a concert 
and she's going to be in San Francisco. She's going to be in uh, uh, Atlanta. And she's going to be in Dallas and not Houston. She's but been she to Houston many times. Year. That's true. But she has but come every year to Houston. Yeah, she was here last year. She comes every year. Come on. It's okay. So we don't need her least, anymore. At least one year let Dallas have her. She comes over okay. here and she takes all I'll the money. I'll give you money. that. But at least we need to have McDonald's. We need to have... Yeah, that Rangoli thing would have been nice. Hopefully next year they'll, you know, spread it out more and have it in more place. I don't know if it's the infrastructure or if McDonald's is having to pay a lot of money and why they're not no, offering it you or know what doing it, is. it in other locations. It's a, it's no. a test thing. Oh, pilot. Yeah. No, okay. uh, and what it is, is uh, <laughs> there are different areas for broadcast. Mm. Uh, and DFW area is bigger than the Houston area. Okay. So that's how they define it. Right. But, I mean, Plano is way up there. But in, in what Dallas she Dallas. said that is... Whole, uh, uh, DFW broadcast area She said where huge. the South Asian population is yeah. higher. So and I do not know if DFW What about uh, New Jersey? You know, exactly. Edison, New Jersey that, is the... That has the yeah. most yeah. yeah. South yeah. Asian. Yeah. Yeah. Any case. Yeah. yeah. And not to mention... They the got the designs right, but not the locations. <laughs> all I want from McDonald's is... Uh, Gobi Kapakoda when I go How through How did that. you get in touch with Meg? How did you find out it's about this? It's for me to know and you to ah, find out. <laughs> but it was a good... I good was doing a test market myself. <laughs> it was a good, good connection. So, yeah. 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 But in any case, um, so let's do cricket. Go ahead. There's a big match coming up at 3 o'clock this Will you get up at morning. 3? Uh, most likely. I get up around that time. At, anyway? So, yeah, anyway. Why? That's just my sleeping Routine. pattern. Yeah. What time do you go to sleep? Uh, 11.30, 12. Wow, you only sleep three hours a day? No, no, then I <laughs> sleep again. <laughs> <laughs> then I get my full seven hours. Oh, then you go back to sleep again? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. You what? Say that again? Yeah, I sleep uh, in s- intervals and oh. not all through the night. This is like my mom. My mom gets up at two in the morning. Yeah. And she's up till about four o'clock and then she goes back to sleep. Yeah, is I that what you do? Yeah, it's a sign of aging. Oh! Wow. We have other signs of aging that we're finding out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, well, what about the cricket stuff? Yeah. So, there's a big match between India and Pakistan. Uh, it start, starts uh, at 3 o'clock and it's uh, one of the preliminary matches of the T20 World Cup taking mm-hmm. place in Australia. Yeah. And uh, did you watch any of the previous matches? Uh, I watched a little bit of the match this morning. Uh, it was between New Zealand and, and Australia. Australia. And Australia, you know, they could only score 89 runs. Yeah. That was amazing. It's pretty shocking. Huh? Yeah. Southie was amazing. And so the New Zealand team is going to be awesome. Right. And what the was the match Cup. I watched where India played this team and in the last over, Chami got like three or four wickets. Oh, yeah. Who were they playing? Uh, let's see if I remember correctly. It was f- uh, four wickets in, in uh, one four balls. Yeah, yeah, in one over. Uh, and they defeated... Uh, they scored like about 180-something. No, South Africa. South Africa, yeah. yes. Yeah, that yes. was an amazing match. Yes. It was one of the warm-ups. Yes. Mm. So that would be great to look forward to. And then... Uh, here, Are uh, you in sure New it was York? South Africa? I think so. Okay. Yeah, we've been beating up on South Africa. <laughs> uh, just now, I think uh, somebody is happy. 
uh, on the New York team, somebody got on base. But oh. Houston is still leading 2-0. Uh, mm. It's top of the fifth inning. And so we should have a good chance. Uh, let's see what happens. So if, uh, if uh, Astros win today, then what? They'll be leading 3-0. Uh, and they just have to win one more game. It's a best of seven series. Mm. And so if they do that, they'll be in the World Series. Wow. Well, they still have to win this one and, and one more. Yes. Right. Yeah. So, so they have to win four games altogether. And that's the American League. Yeah. And then, and then we're waiting for the National League Championship between the uh, San Diego Padres and the Philadelphia Phillies. Right. So it should be an interesting matchup. And then uh, Sunday, uh, Texans had a bye week last, uh, last week. So the Houston Texans will be playing the Oakland, no, Las Vegas Raiders. Mm -hmm. I and see. And that will be at 3 o'clock. So let's see how they do. They, they have spurts of uh, good playing. And hopefully they'll be able to put their game together and uh, do better over time. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, they, they, they do that. Uh, by the way, uh, I'm going to play this one song towards the end, mm -hmm. which I haven't been able to do the last few times because every time we get to the end, Sanchali comes out with something. He says, oh, by the way, I'm going to Durga Puja or something like that. <laughs> so now I'm going to play it. So I'd, I'd, I will give you fair warning when I'm yeah. about to play it. Okay. okay. Sounds good. The and other thing is... Uh, what about movies? Movies. Well, there's a big um, uh, movie. Bit, uh, Shantaram. Uh, no, Julia Roberts. Uh, yes. And... Uh, Who's our uh, um, chocolate boy? Clooney. Clooney. Yeah, George Clooney. George, George Clooney. Clooney. And the name of the movie is Ticket to Paradise. Yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, it's, it's playing It's supposed to be right a funny now. comedy, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, looking forward to seeing that. I just went and saw Punni and Selvan. Oh, okay. Yeah, How was that? I was pretty much like only there were two or three people total uh -huh. at the theater. And... Uh, it was, uh, it's it's made on a huge scale, just like RRR and those movies. Yeah. So big budget movie. And it's Mani Ratnam, Mani right? Mani Ratnam, historical movies. A lot of historical facts are, you know, uh, it's kind of a bit confusing at times to keep track it of It must all be another history. Characters. History of huge, the Marathas. Huge, yes, yes, yes. History of the... Uh, the southern Chola Chola dynasty. Right. So it was kind and of Cholas huge. were the ones who conquered uh, all the way to Malaysia, right? Right, right, exactly. They had a huge empire. Tanjavur and all that. So a lot of like family politics and uh -huh. history. Uh, big thing was did uh, women Aishwarya. have a role? Oh yes, they were strategizing big time and basically playing the playing all the games from. Behind, you know, and the men were kind of catering to oh, their okay. wishes. Oh. So Aishwarya Rai plays a big role in it. Uh, how is she? She is looking gorgeous. You cannot oh, really? tell her age at all. Oh, so wow. yeah, she. And guess what? It always ends with, uh, you know, that there's going to be a number two. So this was number one. Yeah. So, so right. yeah, they even go to Sri Lanka. So oh, okay. it, it 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 covers the entire south of India. And yeah. is it easy to understand? 
it was of course in, no it, it it was very complicated for me to understand i was losing track because oh, okay. there are too many characters and i couldn't quite understand all the different relationships i see but uh, i wanted to see it for you know oh, certainly. historical purposes but then another thing happened i went and saw a bengali movie which was oh, showing okay. at amc fountains uh-huh. they were showing it only for four or five days it's, I see. it's a mystery like you know a detective story um the three young detectives who are out and it also has a lot of history packed into it uh-huh. as to how and where the wealth came from uh, it was okay it was i thought more uh, you know catering towards children than to oh, adults okay. but it was quite a good movie oh, okay. and um, funny thing is it with i went to see the 10 o'clock show and mm-hmm. i come home and uh, i don't have my keys on me oh no yes so oh, yes so i had to go back and they they just closed the theater down and then i'm knocking and luckily there was one security guard still in there and he saw my face and he knew i don't have my keys on me <laughs> So he's like did you forget something I'm like yeah can I go back and look for my keys and sure enough it had slid out of my pocket oh, and it was no. lodged in well, the corner of the seat You're very lucky to have this retrieved This is the second it. time I've done it by the my. way <laughs> Okay So But, it's a pattern Yeah it is But I don't know if I told you I saw another two movies before I left for my vacation oh, Okay I saw Premgi 3 it was a Nepalese movie it wasn't that good Okay And there was Chup it is again about uh, movie critics giving reviews about movies and there's the serial killer who kills based on the reviews so it oh, was very really? interesting oh, very okay. interesting and that was also directed by quite a well known uh, director and i'm forgetting his name so and uh, then what else i saw another movie on netflix with dev patel uh-huh. and um, radhika apte i like both of them yeah and uh, what's the name of the movie and i forget the name of the movie it's a one word movie oh okay yeah. i'll have to look it you up know, because we like uh, such movies yeah. <laughs> one word movies we like <laughs> <laughs> no i like dev patel and radhika yeah, exactly that's why i watched so the movie it th- was an okay movie there's a series the, a tv series or something going on which shantaram. shantaram yes yes my yeah. friend moshmi had given me the book yeah. because she fell in love with the book yeah so it is this uh, guy from australia i think he is running from the law and yes. he comes and settles in mumbai and it's all about the mumbai underworld so it it was a very thick book so i right. just didn't get time to read it but, it's, but they made, it, they a, made series. a series out yes, of it it's yes, on yes. Uh, it's on netflix or hulu something like that it's on apple tv ah, okay. yes so Whoever. And there's one movie uh, running in the theaters in India is called Dr. Dr. G. Everyone is talking Ayushman about Khurana. it. I plan on seeing it tonight if I oh, can. Okay. Yeah, let's see. And uh, it's oh, about the, Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, Ayushman is a you know, he likes to take on challenges. Mm-hmm. And this is related to him being a gynecologist exactly. and working with women's issues and he says how can i treat uh, something that i don't have myself <laughs> <laughs> right yeah, and and he likes do, doing, doing stuff like this so he had movies. this uh uh wasn't it in, in a movie with transsexual yeah. movie oh, he's done all kinds he's yeah. done all the uh, he's also played like right. the, yeah, the voice of a woman and yeah then and then uh, somebody who's bald right right yeah. right okay now there's a fair and fair warning time has come Radhika along the radhika apte dev patel movie's name is the wedding guest and it's a 2018 movie it's not that great but oh okay yeah Oh. Well, it's the is warning. It, that time? it is that time, oh, okay. and uh, we've enjoyed uh, spending our afternoon with you guys, and hopefully, you've enjoyed this, and you've learned quite a bit from what the interviews, uh, the interviewees were sharing with us. 
Yeah, it, I think we had a Absolutely. nice diverse range. Yes. Yeah. Very I especially enjoyed uh, Kiran Ketkar's yes. uh, views Megha on Maratha history. Right. Megarao and Rangoli designs. Yeah. And, and again, don't forget Lija uh, uh, Thomas. Thomas on uh, they domestic, domestic the, violence. The panel discussion on the 25th. Right. And so it should be really uh, well worth going to. So, folks, thank you so much. Happy Diwali. And ho we will, uh, happy and a safe and healthy Diwali. And we will see you again next Saturday. That's yes. right. And Happy the weather Diwali. probably will be turning cooler. Yep. Right. So this is Jawahar saying adios. Yes. It's Pramod and uh, Sanchali. Yeah. Uh, Happy Diwali 